Hey friend, welcome back to the Bible Tracked Echoes radio broadcast. I'm thankful that you are listening in to what we have to talk about today on the program. We've spent this week mining into Mark chapter 1, the tail end of that chapter. Lord willing, we're going to complete that chapter tomorrow on the broadcast and on Friday, give a concise recap of what we've learned in Mark chapter 1 because in the coming weeks, we're going to continue steamrolling through the book of Mark. We're kind of going verse by verse through this book, one of my favorite books of the Bible right now. I hope you'll come along on the journey. On Monday, we talked about this story of a leper that came to Jesus realizing his own inadequacies. Then yesterday, we learned that we must, though we cannot understand the power of God, we most certainly can and should respect his power. I ask you today, do you respect his power? Do you realize how much greater he is than we are? Today, though, I'm going to ask you to turn to the book of Mark, chapter number 1. The book of Mark, chapter number 1, we're going to begin reading in verse number 39. We're going to read down through the end of the chapter because I have a thought for us that I'd like for us to ponder today. Mark, chapter 1, and verse number 39. And he, Jesus, preached in their synagogues throughout all Galilee and cast out devils. And there came a leper to him, beseeching him, and kneeling down to him, and saying unto him, If thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. And Jesus, moved with compassion, put forth his hand, and touched him, and saith unto him, I will be thou clean. And as soon as he had spoken, immediately the leprosy departed from him, and he was cleansed. And he, Jesus, straightly charged him, the leper, and forthwith sent him away, and saith unto him, See thou say nothing to any man, but go thy way, and show thyself to the priest, and offer for thy cleansing those things which Moses commanded for a testimony unto them. But he went out, and began to publish it much, and to blaze abroad the matter, insomuch that Jesus could no more openly enter into the city, but was without in desert places, and they came to him, from every quarter. Now we're going to look at verse number uh, 43 down through verse number 45, the conclusion of the chapter tomorrow. I'm going to ask you to stick around. Make sure you listen in tomorrow because I'm excited about the thought that God's given us for that day. But today, we looked on Monday, realize our own inadequacies. We truly are nothing. Though we are nothing, we should, as Romans chapter 12 tells us, we should offer our bodies a living sacrifice to him Yesterday, we learned that we must respect his power. Today, though, I want you to ponder this thought. I'd ask you, from this short portion of scripture, but more applicably, more personally, recognize his love. Look, if you would, at verse number 41, and Jesus moved with compassion. Jesus put forth his hand and put it on this leper. I don't know if you put it on his shoulder or where, but he said, I will be thou clean. But in doing so, he showed him incredible love. 
I would hazard a guess based off of the leper's response that we're going to talk about tomorrow. I don't think that leopard leper took, I said leopard, I apologize, that leper took that gift for granted. I don't believe that he just stood there saying, oh, wow, my leprosy's gone. This is, this is amazing. Thanks so much, Jesus. Sayonara. See you later. And he went back home. No, that's not what he did. Jesus explicitly told him, again, we'll get into that tomorrow, explicitly told him, don't tell anybody. Keep this under your hat. Just go to the priest, do what you're supposed to do by the law, uh, be declared clean, and go live the rest of your life. And that leper heard that went in one ear and out the other. His perfect ears now. Think about it. The leprosy had probably uh, deteriorated his ears, the outsides of his ears. It probably had just were flat against his head and his nose and lips maybe were cracked and gone. And you could see his exposed teeth, eyelids maybe gone as well and fingers. Oh, what a sight to see. But Jesus touched him as grotesque, humanly speaking, as this man was. He showed him love and that leper recognized it. I ask you, what do you take for granted that you should not? I've asked this in other messages at other times, and it may seem almost cliche to say, but let me repeat it. If you woke up today with only what you thanked him for yesterday, what would you have? Would you have the very breath in your lungs? Would you have your eyesight? And you say, well, you don't understand how bad my eyes are. I'm getting advanced in years. I got to wear these glasses and even then things are blurred. Could you even have what you have right now, poor though it may be? The same goes for your morbidity. When you swung your legs out of your bed, I would hazard a guess again. I have a sneaking suspicion that those that have no legs today wish they could have had what you had. Maybe you're listening right now and you say, you don't understand. I, I, I have paralysis. I have major physical issues. Do you realize that every single ounce of what God has given you is to display a stark and stunning display of his great love for you? He didn't have to give you anything. I remind myself, friend, if it feels that I'm coming across too harshly or too bluntly, please know I'm speaking to myself. I, we deserve nothing better than an eternity in a place called hell, a place of fire and brimstone. Can you imagine the sulfur, the sulfur smell? I had the chance in New Zealand to go to a place they call hell's gate. A place where the, the, the insides of the earth expose themselves and, and sulfur, these hot springs. It smells so strongly. You, you can probably understand that rotten egg smell. You know what I'm talking about. And I imagine for a moment, I saw the bubbling, the boiling of the water. I imagine how badly it would hurt if you fell in. And then I thought about the fact that there are people right now living eternity not in some allegorical place, not in some fabled place, but in a real place that was made for the devil and his angels, a place called hell because they refused God's love. And then I ponder my own lack of gratitude. The fact that I take for granted his grand love for me. 
I ask you, do you take for granted what he's done for you? If you're listening right now, if you're in the sound of my voice, even if you don't want to be, if you're listening and you say, you know, yeah, yes, yes, okay, I probably take his love for granted. Maybe you're listening right now and you say, I've never actually acted on his love. I've never accepted Jesus Christ and his free gift of salvation. You see, Jesus didn't come to earth to heal lepers. He didn't come to earth to to uh, do parlor tricks. He didn't come to earth to feed 5,000 and to shock people by the fact that he could just continue to peel off pieces of bread and fish and have 12 baskets full after 5 and 10 and 15,000 people eat. That's not why he came. He came specifically for a purpose, an eternal purpose, to die on a cross vicariously. That means in our place. Because if he didn't die for us, you and I would have to pay for our own sins. And the only way to do so would be to spend eternity in hell, but he didn't want that for us. And so God, in his great mercy, John three sixteen, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Why though? That whosoever believeth in him, accepts his love by faith, repents of their sins by grace through faith, not through works, realizes their own inadequacies, respects his power, recognizes his love and says, I can't get to heaven by myself. I recognize his love. I want that for myself. If you've never done that today, can I explain to you how simple it is? You've just got to understand that you're a sinner. You and I, we've done things wrong. Only a fool and a liar would say, I've never done anything wrong. Have you ever had a dirty thought? Have you ever lied before? Have you ever taken that which was not yours? You say, um, um, I'm talking about as a child. You say, but can I be held accountable for that which I did as a child? How many times does a bank robber have to rob a bank for them to be called a bank robber? How many times do you have to lie before you are called a liar? How many times do you have to take that cookie out of a cookie jar before you are a thief? Friend, only once. One sin of which we are all guilty would be enough to send us to a devil's hell for eternity. We are all sinners. You must recognize that fact. But number two, there's a penalty for our sin. That penalty is, as I've already mentioned, eternity. That problem with hell is not just its fire, its flames, its heat. The main problem is the separation from God. You think earth is bad enough? Imagine a place with that is the complete and utter absence of God. We try to shove God out of every corner of our society, out of our government, out of our education and school systems. But imagine a place where it's actually true and he is no longer. That is hell. You're a sinner. There's a penalty for our sin, but the good news begins here. Jesus Christ paid the penalty. I've already made mention of it. By his death, burial, and resurrection, he died for you. Rose again the third day according to the scripture. And the good news culminates in this. To recognize his love, all you have to do is accept it. You could pray a simple prayer. I'm not going to put words in your mouth, but you could pray a simple prayer like this. Dear God, I know I'm a sinner. I know the penalty for my sin is eternity separated from you in a place called hell. But I don't want that. God, save me.
I repent of my sins. I know I don't have to work my way to heaven. By your grace, through faith, I'm telling you, I want your love. Please save me. It's not some special word, some mantra, some incantation. There's no mumbo-jumbo that gets you to heaven, friend. You could pray a prayer like that, and you could recognize his love for real today. I ask you, did you do so? Would you like to? Do you have questions? I'd ask you to text me. If you have questions, get a hold of me. Text me today at 309-316-7240. Again, that number is 309-316-7240. Have a great day for his glory. Join us tomorrow. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Track Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample booklet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 130, Dwight, Illinois, 604 a faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.